a Maroon Community Media production in partnership with Untold Edmonton. Untold Edmonton shares and celebrates important and often unknown stories about our area of London. In my home Edmonton, we interview people that make Edmonton a rich and diverse area. In this podcast, I have the pleasure of meeting Aveta McInnes, the chairperson for the Enfield Caribbean Association, the ECA, a small charity with big ideas. I'm Joy Donaldson. Make yourself comfortable and join me to find out where and why the ECA was established. Be inspired by Aveta's journey to strategically lead this organisation. Listen up as she candidly shares three of the many things that the ECA are committed to that are making a big difference in Edmonton. Hello, Joy. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to be speaking to you about ECA. Okay, so the Enfield Caribbean Association was um, actually established in 1986, um, and it was based in a porter cabin around where ASDA is now in Edmonton. And in that porter cabin, all the functions took place. It was started by a gentleman who was a teacher. He'd come over from the Caribbean and um, he um, wanted to make a difference to young black children um, because he could see that numbers were not succeeding in the education system back in the 80s, as we know. And so he started running classes after school and they worked really well lots of children went to them and then they moved to um, community house which is where we are now a small charity with big ideas really sums us up because there are currently um, five trustees and two associate trustees and we have an army of volunteers maybe about 30 volunteers wonderful people who are retired semi-retired working Mm. who want to make a difference and support the Caribbean community. So we run a luncheon club every Friday and we have about 30 to 40 elders who come to that, mostly women, um, and they range from 70 plus up to about 95. They, they love it. They have a two-course meal. They have seated exercise and we have speakers in on health topics um, and we sometimes have drama, music, performance. It's really lovely. The local boys school um, choir came and performed at Christmas and the elders loved it and they've been twice and we'll have them back no three times now actually yes and um is that Enfield Grammar yes Enfield Grammar Boys which is great so we have a really good link there we had um students from Highgate Wood come in um about a month ago and they interviewed some of the elders and it was a lovely intergenerational project we had a project um in March with um, Fleecefield Primary School called My Home where the elders and the young children shared their stories about their home life and uh, did some drama together that was run by Jazz and Arts so we try and incorporate lots of enriching activities to make the experience a really positive one and the elders love it they really do I've heard some say it's their best moment of the week and which it is sounds great. like you're drawing on lots of the resources in and in the community. Edmonton yes, we do. That we might not necessarily be familiar with. Yeah, we do. Yeah. So we, people reach out to us, we reach out to them. Constantly getting um, 
people reaching out to us and asking, can I come in, do do this, what? And um, sometimes, you know, it's just overwhelming. It's wonderful. Um, and I, I wish, I'm hoping that we're going to get to a place where we have um, staff that we employ. So we're looking at, at that as a way forward, but that's to okay. come. Yeah, okay. yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you. So this is about you, really, for mm. you to just tell us a little bit more about your own personal journey okay. towards becoming the chair for the Enfield Caribbean okay. Association. Right. So could you just yeah. tell us a little bit about that okay. journey? Well, I was a teacher. I was um, working in secondary um, and um, my last post was deputy principal at a large secondary school in Edmonton. Well, sorry, not in Edmonton, in um, Ponder's End. Okay. Um, and um, I really enjoyed it. I had varied posts, mostly in leadership for a long time and then when I retired I I knew I wanted to do something very different um, to what I'd been doing. I, I thought what can I do and one of the things I've always wanted to do is work with the community and I wanted to work in, with charity and Enfield Caribbean Association meets both of those it's a charity and it's community and so um, joined pretty much as soon as I'd retired and um, after I saw what they were doing, the sorts of activities um, in the community, and I really liked it, and thought, yeah, I'll stick with this. And then two years later, the chair, they, the deputy chair post came up, and someone nominated me, and I found myself being deputy chair, quite enjoyed it, and then a year after that, the chair resigned and stepped down, and I found myself being nominated as chair. So I never put myself there. I was put. I was put there. I mean, it really was that way around. I just need to make that clear because at the same time I was um, a governor at a local school and I was requested to be the the chair of governors and I thought I can't do this. Both at the same time. But there you go, community. I did say I wanted to be working okay. in the community, so but it's it also, happened. It also sounds as if you're a natural leader. So, you know, we're drawing on those natural leadership skills. <laughs> oh, that's very kind of you. Indeed. It just comes out a bossy or leader, whichever one you want to call it. But anyway, yeah, I suppose I've always been somebody who has a vision. I can see what I want, where I'm going. And, and I, I, I um, would like want to get there. And so it's the same with the charity. There were there were lots of good things happening, but I could see potential for it being for us reaching far more people. And that was one of my first targets. I want us to be reaching hundreds of people, not not just the tens, but I want us to be in the hundreds. I want I wanted us to be at a place where people in Edmonton and wider Enfield, but particularly Edmonton, if you mentioned our name, they'd know who we were. When we, when I first joined, people hadn't heard of Enfield Caribbean Association. Now it's we're much more well-known. I've reached out to local councillors, reached out to the local MPs, all deliberately, and invited them to have conversations with us, to be involved with us. And this uh, March, the MP for Ponder's End and Enfield North, Ferial Clark, invited me to the Houses of Parliament for mm-hmm. to, to celebrate International Women's Day with 
women from Enfield, women leaders in Enfield. And so off I went. It was a wonderful experience. It was really lovely to be in a grand hall and celebrating together. Brilliant. So that was really nice. So yes, we're um, we're on the map, definitely. Oh, I was going to say, it definitely yeah. sounds like mm. um, and Edmonton is on the national. Absolutely, we are. And yeah. hopefully more mm. international yes. um, map as we go forward. Yeah. yeah. So I'm going to ask about your proudest accomplishments mm. in this small charity, because it sounds like you're doing an awful mm. lot um, with local schools within the local community but what's your proudest accomplishment um there's oh gosh that's really difficult i'm going to just mention three things one i think um we've had ups and downs with the um luncheon club there was a point where we didn't know we'd, if we'd have enough volunteers to keep it running but since i've been with enfield caribbean association it's never stopped and actually it's thriving now and just when we think have we got enough volunteers we get volunteers just when we think we need funding we get funding so the mindset of we're all we're very positive i'm very positive about it and it's something that must happen that's my position and seeing the growth and that's the accomplishment really the having 40 we had 40 people attending on average in february we did get the winter warmer um fund funding which helped so that we could reduce the price and for many they were able to come for no cost because we had that funding and it was just brilliant to bring new people in and a lot of them have stayed so so that's been really good and some of the things we've done with them taking them to shows um such uh, taking them to the theater on several occasions we went twice this year and um they've just loved it so that's really dear to my heart and especially because sadly um each year we lose one or two if not more than that um, um but it's great that new people come but it's always sad to see people go through illness. Um, and then um, the second thing, I think, is our work with young people. Um, I love working with the young people who go into the schools with me, just seeing them shine and get an opportunity to talk about what they do and to see that they are actually valued and that what they're doing is really good because sometimes no one actually notices. And I, when I turn it round and think about being called up by someone and saying, what you're doing is really good, do you think you can come into school with us? A lot of them, uh, uh, yes, please, I'll do it. And, um, and then the effect on the students is so powerful. That is it's just every single careers day the work involved is hard but when you see the outcome and the difference it makes to the students the surveys that we do as a result evaluations really tell us that for some of them there are careers they've never heard of that they think i can do that because they see it that's they wonderful. see someone doing it so that's really good and i think the third thing that i've has probably been the greatest accomplishment is the production, the publication of our book, Windrush Voices. Mm -hmm. um, ma managing to get funding to do that project, to interview 20 wonderful people, to take photos of them, to put that book together, and um, to see how well it's sold and how well it's been received is just fantastic because those, those um, people who came in the 50s and 60s were pioneers and they came to rebuild Britain. They came to make a better life for themselves. When I looked at their stories and the children they've had and what's happened to them, um, 
it really is a story those stories are determination and triumph because so many did so well we have a you know one at 16 he came and ended up in the merchant navy um, and was one of the first black young people to be in the navy he learned such a great naval experience traveled the world saw so much faced terrible racism mm. and it 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 catapulted him into moving into the um arena of local government and working in diversity and making a difference in in his later years and writing poetry and then we have another who came from South Africa, fled South Africa with her husband who was imprisoned on um, Robben Island and then came to Britain and um, was a nurse working in the National Health Service and serving um, the communities here in Enfield. She was at North Middlesex Hospital. It was wonderful. So, yeah, so... So just mm -hmm. coming back to the London Mm. Club, because that sounds like it's definitely thriving. Mm. Um... In terms of who can attend the luncheon club, is it only Caribbean people living in Enfield or Edmonton that can attend, or is it open to the wider yeah. community yeah, in the, Edmonton? The, yeah, the core is for our our community, Caribbean um, residents and people who work in the um, borough, um, particularly Edmonton. We know it's the largest black population and Caribbean population in Enfield, and friends. Right. So friends means anyone, okay. in fact. And we do have, um, we have people from South Asia. We have um, definite two English people that come, mm-hmm. a man and a woman. Mm-hmm. Um, but people are welcome, okay. yeah, if they wish to come. But yes, okay. it's... Brilliant. And yeah. I mean, the stories that you've briefly touched mm. upon are really quite intriguing. And mm. I'm hoping that I'll be able to read the book in the very near future. Mm. So... What can people expect from ECA next? Because it sounds like mm. you're doing a lot. Yeah. So what can we expect from you next? Because it definitely oh, sounds yeah. like you're being put on we Edmonton's are. map. Absolutely. So um, we've branched out incredibly, actually. We now have a, a health, education, social justice, um, economic empowerment are all our priorities but we've focused largely on supporting the community in the past we've now got much greater expertise among the trustees and we've branched out to um, reach other areas so we've got three of the trustees who sit on the local police board the stop and search board and um, are actually supporting and monitoring Um, the stop and searches because we know there's such disparities and I'm really glad that we've moved into that field. We've now... Is that the police um, station that's located in Edmonton Yes, so we meet in Edmonton Police Station every six weeks with the the team. Mm -hmm. And then we also have um, developed our health arm, very much so, and it, it does go to show that we are known, the Caribbean and African Health Network, who are based in... um, they're based in Manchester. They've been doing amazing work in Manchester since the lockdown and the pandemic. And they were given funding to go into, to become national. And they reached out to us and other black organizations. So we were known and um, we partner with them and they produce a health hour every Saturday where a medical doctor, a black medical doctor speaks on any topic, whether it's kidney health, heart disease, diabetes, anything, literally, we're this Saturday's PTSD, and um, 
we um, spread the word and share that. And it, I realise that's such important work. They've asked us, well, we are now members of the Enfield Black Community Health Forum. And one of our um, trustees is very much focused on developing good health and highlighting health issues in the black community. So that's a branch. But I think our most ambitious is to become self-sustainable and um, f- and to um, have um, two people working for us who, so the trustees are being more strategic and less op- operational. So we're putting in a bid for that we have a base and an, a space of our own, a working space, and two members of staff, project manager, etc., and admin working for us. And that's our next step. It's, it's in order to make us much more, uh, to make the work, um, how can I put it, much more effic- effective, efficient, efficient, much more efficient. We'll, we'll continue to be effective, but I think even more so. And so um, that's the next step. I mean, immediate projects, we're, we've um, launched our Windrush 75, which is because this year is the 75th anniversary. So we've, we've um, managed to get funding and we're producing a children's book because we want to reach young children. It's a beautiful illustrated, beautiful illustrated book with the stories of four of the people that are in the main book. And, um, and um, the prose, it's all in poetry. Their stories are in poetry. Um, and it's a lovely A4 size book with four stories and we're going to be um, launching that on Windrush Day and we're also producing a resource pack for teaching about Windrush in secondary schools for 11 to 13 year olds and that project is on is on is is happening right now as we speak getting that put together so that's really wonderful um, because that will really be a legacy because once they're produced they're there forever and so that's really important yeah that's that good. Like some mm. really useful resources mm. being produced. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so the the key thing will be the networking, getting the resources into schools, and um, hopefully having them used. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I suppose that links, and you've in a way you've mm. answered the final one of the mm. final questions is, um, could you leave our listeners with one final thought or request in terms of what you what the wider community mm. can support the ECA with that's that's a good point actually because we we're stronger together that's just come naturally out of my head I don't know where it came from but <laughs> it's true we're stronger together if we because I often hear people talking about issues and things that are going on and they're in their house by themselves mm. talking get involved get involved there are organizations out there you can do your little bit and all it might be is turning up for events because that your your finances your money helps and it's not that we want your money it's more that we know that without it as a charity we're limited in what we can do so get involved um help if you can as a volunteer because one of the things that all the volunteers say is the amount of joy they get from being involved in something in the community and um, they really really you get as much back I know that's the case from my own experience you get as much back as you give if not more actually I'd say you get twice as much back as what you actually give so I would say together we're stronger and get involved 
Okay, so together we're stronger and get involved. And I think that's a really good note to end on. So okay. thank you so much, Aveta. Mm, mm. I'm really looking forward to sharing this podcast with the wider community beyond Edmonton. Um, but for those people living in Edmonton, let's just remind them, get involved and mm. together we're stronger. Yes. And just to, can I just say, yeah. the, if you want to reach us, our um, website, as I said before, is www.enfieldcaribbeanasoc.org.uk. OK, so please reach out. We look forward to hearing from you. A Maroon Community Media production in partnership with Untold Edmonton.